Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head -head matchups and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. Right on folks, thanks for joining me over here at Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook again today. We got some pretty tricky matchups going up against each other this week over here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. All right, let's take a look at our matchups and who we got going up head-to-head -head against each other this week. Starting with the 22 car, Joey Logano going up against William Byron. We've got the 9 car of Chase Elliott going up against Ryan Blaney in the 12 car. We've got the number 6, Brad Keselowski in his Ford going up against the 48 Alex Bowman Chevy machine. And lastly, we've got the 54 Ty Gibbs going up against the 23 Bubba Wallace, a Toyota pilot. Pretty tough matchups this week. Got to be one of the tougher weeks that we've dealt with. So what I've had to do this week, it's going to be a little different. I'm looking at the comparable tracks as usual and uh, averaging everything together as far as the driver's finish positions and the driver rating. Now, the comparable tracks that we have this week are Daytona, Talladega, Las Vegas, Kansas, and Charlotte. Now, that's a lot of tracks to look at, and I've even gone deeper as far as looking at all these tracks and uh, how they've done in the next-gen car. So we're looking at Atlanta last year, the full year of 22, as well as this year at Atlanta. Talladega, same thing. We're going to look at last year. Since we haven't run there this year, we're going to look at Las Vegas last year as well as this year's race. And we're putting in Kansas. We've got three races there as well. The spring, the fall, and this year's race in the spring. We've got two races at Charlotte to put in there, one from last year, one from this year, and then, of course, Daytona. This is the closest match track, so we're going to play around with these numbers a bit. Daytona, we've got three races in there as well, the early spring race this year, and then last summer and last spring as well. And all of these numbers are going to be averaged out. And then, like I said, I'm going to play with the numbers a little bit. It's going to be a little different this week. So starting with the 22 versus William Byron, First, we're going to take a look at their career stats at Atlanta. Joey, he has 19 races run at the track. Three top five finishes, finishing up there in the top five in 15.79% of his runs. And he finished up in the top 10 in seven of his runs, finishing up there in 36.84% of his runs. Joey has run pretty well at the track. No DNFs as of yet. He has led 347 laps. That averages out to 18.26 laps led per race. And his average finish at the track is a 15.9. He does have one win. Looking at William Byron's career stats, he's got eight races run at the track. One top five. That's 12.5% of his runs finishing up in the top five. And two top tens, 25% of them finishing up there in the top ten. Willie B does have two DNFs in those eight races. That's 25%. And he does have uh, 154 laps led, 19.25 laps led per race, just a hair over what Joey averages out. 
but his average finish is 19.9 at this track. A little below Joey there. Joey's 15.9. But they both do have one win at the track. Now looking at all these comparable tracks, like I said, Atlanta, Daytona, Las Vegas, Talladega, Kansas, Charlotte. I averaged all these numbers together and Joey Logano, his average finish position comes up to a 17.18 and William Byron comes out ahead with an average finish of 16.53. Their driver ratings average look like this. Joey Logano has an 85.29, William Byron a 94.48. Now that is averaging all these tracks together. If we only average in Daytona and Atlanta, Joey Logano takes a big step ahead here. His average finish comes up to an 11.8, where Byron's drops way down to a 28.17. So we can see that Byron struggles at Atlanta and Daytona. And just to be clear, their driver ratings, Logano's comes up with a 98.78 and Byron a 83.85. So clearly Logano has a handle on these two tracks, Atlanta and Daytona. Now if we throw in all the super speedways, that adds Talladega in there, just to see if things change and yes they do logano comes up with an average finish of 17.78 byron he comes up a bit to 22.56 on the driver average and the driver ratings really are close here logano has an 85.51 and byron a 85.58 so seeing as how logano seems to be better on the super speedway package as a whole i think i'll have to go that direction you get my decision here live rowdy's pick joey logano the 22 car all right, let's take a look at the second matchup. We've got the nine-car Chase Elliott going against Ryan Blaney in the 12 car. Chevy versus Ford. Looking at Chase's career stats, he's got nine races run at the track, two top fives, finishing up there in the top five in 22% of his races, and he has seven top tens, finishing up in the top ten in 77.78% of his runs. Pretty darn good right there. He does have one DNF. That is 11% of his runs at the track and has led laps at 164, averaging out to 18.2 laps led per race. His average finish at Atlanta is 11.3, and he does have one win. Ryan Blaney, he's got 10 races run at the track, four top five finishes, finishing up there in the top five in 40% of his runs. He's got five top 10 finishes, finishing up there in 50% of his runs in the top 10. No DNFs, and Ryan's led 90 laps at the track, averaging out to nine laps led per race. His average finish at the track is an 11.6. So these guys are pretty closely matched up here. Both have one win. So let's take a look at the comparable tracks, see how their numbers look. After averaging all the tracks together, of course, now there is a Atlanta and a Las Vegas missing from my chart here for Chase Elliott because he did not run a couple of those this year. But we're just going to continue on with their averages as a whole. Chase comes up to a 16.53 on all the aforementioned tracks. So his finish position is a 16.53 average and Blaney comes up with an average of 12.65. Looking at their driver ratings averaged out, Elliott's comes up with an 88.03 and Blaney a 93.76. So on the overall picture on all the tracks, looks like Blaney's got an advantage here. Let's take a look at just Daytona and Atlanta's averages. Chase comes up with a 16.8 and a driver rating of 94.42. Ryan Blaney tops him on both with an average finish position of 13th 
and a driver rating of 96.75. Now, it's just Daytona and Atlanta looking at all the super speedways in the next-gen car. Chase, he has an average finish of 9.3 with a driver rating of a 91.95. And Ryan beats him out again with an average finish of 7.89 and an average driver rating of 94.56. So Blaney has Elliott beat on all accounts. That means Rowdy's going to go with Ryan Blaney on this one. Rowdy's pick. It's kind of nice when the numbers work in your favor. All right, let's look at the next matchup. We've got the six-car Brad Keselowski going up against the 48. Alex Bowman, after averaging all these comparable tracks together, Brad Keselowski comes up with an average finish position of 18.53. Alex Bowman, a 13.59. Let's see here. Brad's average driver rating comes up to a 68.91, and Bowman's a 87.14. So Bowman's got him beat on all the tracks. Let's look at Daytona and Atlanta. This is where things change a bit. Once you eliminate the other tracks and just average Daytona and Atlanta together, Brad comes out ahead with an average finish position of 16.3 and Alex a 16.5. So it's pretty close there. Looking at their driver ratings, also pretty close. Brad comes up with an 82.85 to Alex's 81.1. Now looking at all the super speedways, adding Talladega into this mix, Brad comes out ahead again with an average finish position of 16.67. Alex, a 17.67, so pretty close again. Brad's average driver rating is a 74.72, and here's where Bowman comes out ahead with a 78.8. So since they are so close in numbers, once we just drop off all the other tracks off the list and just look at all the super speedways, again, the numbers are real tight. I'm going to have to lean towards Alex Bowman, basically because... He's been running better as a whole. You can see in all the other tracks that we put in the uh, comparable list that he is much better this season as well as last season in the next-gen car. So not sure I'm going to put too much weight in practice this week, but uh, I will watch it. But for now, unless anything crazy happens in the practice session, I've got to go with Alex Bowman. I've got to trust in the numbers that he's running better overall this season. He has slipped up a little bit since his back issues, but Brad Keselowski has not lit the track on fire either. So we're going with Bowman on this one. Rowdy's pick. Alex Bowman. Okay, our final matchup for this week is the 54 Ty Gibbs versus the 23 Bubba Wallace. Ty Gibbs, he doesn't have much in the way of stats to look at for career. He has one race run at the track, and he has one top 10 with a ninth place finish, averaging, of course, P9. Bubba Wallace, he has eight races run at the track. No top five or top ten finishes. No DNFs, which is quite surprising with that uh, 20.5 average finish for him. And no wins. Traditionally, Bubba's pretty good on these super speedways. Let's take a look at the numbers and see how they compare. Okay, looking at Ty Gibbs in the comparable tracks, we had to drop off Atlanta last year. He didn't run no spring race in Kansas last season and no spring race in Charlotte, as well as Daytona. So all those are dropped off the list. But we still have quite a few numbers to work with. So looking at his average finish on the aforementioned tracks, he comes up with an average driver finish of 25.3, Bubba Wallace a 15.29. Looking at Ty Gibbs's driver rating, that averages out to 61.22, Bubba an 80.86. So clearly Bubba is better on both categories there finish position and driver rating on all those tracks now 
let's drop off everything but Daytona and Atlanta and Ty Gibbs he comes up with an average finish position of 15.67 Bubba a 14.5 so we're a little closer match now looking at their driver ratings Ty Gibbs a 64.33 and Bubba a 68.93 so we get a little better comparison um, especially since Daytona and Atlanta are most closely related but Bubba comes out ahead again here and let's add Talladega into the mix. Ty Gibbs comes up with an average finish of 23rd. Bubba, a 16.44. Ty's average driver rating comes up to a 58.96. And Bubba, a 73.64. So Bubba is clearly ahead in all scenarios. So I've got to go with the 23 on this one in trusting the numbers. Rowdy's pick, Bubba Wallace. Okay, here's the part of the show where we take a look at Rowdy's season average and see how I am performing last week after they turned the track upside down i lost all my points i ended up with just 10 10 out of 40. so week 18 out of a total possible of 720 points i'm currently sitting at 400 my average is currently sitting at 56 percent okay moving on to the sports books let's take a look and see how the casinos have things lined up looking at the top 10 this week, their favorite is, well, they got two favorites, Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney, both listed at plus 1,200. You can find Chase Elliott over at Bet Rivers and Barstool. Ryan Blaney, you can find him at DraftKings, FanDuel, Bet Rivers, and Barstool. Logano comes in at plus 1,400. You can only find him over at FanDuel for that value. Danny Hamlin, also plus 1,400, only at DraftKings. Brad Keselowski is also in the 1,400 club, only at DraftKings. And William Byron, also in the plus 1400 club. That's 14 to 1 on DraftKings and Barstool. Next, we've got Kyle Busch, listed at plus 1600, only at Bet Rivers and Barstool. Kyle Larson, also listed at 1600, took a bit of a tumble on his numbers. You can find him over at Bet Rivers and Barstool. Ross Chastain, also plus 1600, only at Bet Rivers and Barstool. And lastly, Christopher Bell, also part of the plus 16 club. You can find him at Caesars and DraftKings. Now, the values this week are pretty long. It shows that anyone can win. So as far as any particular value that I can report, there's nothing. I can't tell you there's a whole lot of anything in the top 10 to look at. They're all decent values. Everything's plus 1200 or better. And of course, it is a super speedway race. That's why they're so long. It's a dart toss for the most part. So taking a look at some long shots for this week, Eric Jones is a good place to start where long shots are concerned. In the last three races in the next-gen car, he has an average finish of 8.66. In the last race here in the spring, Eric had the third fastest car late in a run and made it work as the top closer, closing 13 positions. He had the fourth best car where fastest laps were run and was fourth in green flag passes. I see Eric as a good value for a top 10 at plus 175. If you're looking to place an outright, he's listed at 30 to 1 currently. Another guy to look at, Corey LaJoy. He's a good value for a long shot this weekend. In the last three runs in the next-gen car at Atlanta, his average finish is P10. He finished P4 in his last outing at the track and had some good loop data to show for it. His average running position was 10th best with an average of 15.02. He ranked 6th on closing, had the 4th best driver rating, was 6th fastest early, 5th fastest late in a run, showing good balance for that 7 car. The list continues as Corey ranked 6th fastest on restarts, 10th in green flag passes, and he ranked 2nd in green flag speed. 
look for LaJoy listed at plus 200 for a top 10, and he's listed at plus 3,500. That's 35 to 1 for an outright. All right, and finally, this week's winner. I'd say this week's winner is coming out of the Ford camp. Ryan Blaney, he's been showing the most speed out of the Penske camp, and I think he'll be the one to beat this weekend. Logano's been a bit off as of late, and I think this is to the 12 team's advantage. Blaney showed decent speed here in the spring, coming up with the fifth best driver rating on the day. And the Fords work well together in the draft, and that 22 should be a good pusher if he gets up front. And if the two hook up late in the race, they will be a hard duo to contend with. So Ryan Blaney for this week's winner. All right, that about does it for this week. Before I go, I know you guys like NASCAR and you like podcasts, so why not come over and check out The Final Lap Weekly. It's a great podcast where Terry Murphy and Toby Christie talk about all things NASCAR. Just come on over to thefinallap.com, click on the Fantasy tab, and you are hooked up. And uh, you get a little more Rowdy Dragon over there, too, running the fantasy show on that side of things. So if you want another fantasy league to join, there's one for you there. Just check out thefinallap.com and click on the Fantasy tab, and that gets you put in the right direction. All right, folks, that about does it for this week. So I bid you all good luck this week in Atlanta. Make sure you stay hydrated. It's going to be hot. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.